Today, I'm sharing two short interviews about President Jimmy Carter as one episode of the Superpowers for Good show. Jan Williams, today's guest, is a member of the Maranatha Baptist Church, where President Jimmy Carter famously taught Sunday school regularly for decades. Having known the president since before his time in Washington, she knows him and Mrs. Carter well. She'll share the superpower she learned from President Carter. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good Show. Well, Jan, thank you so much for uh, meeting me here at the Maranatha Baptist Church here in Plains. Uh, it's just a thrill to meet you. Well, it's a thrill for me to meet you, and thank you for wanting to talk about our wonderful town of Plains, Georgia, and our famous church. Yeah, it, it is amazing uh, to think that uh, President Carter, for so many years, how many years was it? 45 years mm -hmm. taught Sunday school here after serving as President of the United States. Yes, amazing. Uh, he is the only president to have ever taught a Sunday school class while he was president, uh -huh. the only former president to teach a class after he was president. So that's very historic right there. Yeah. Whether we'll ever have another president that'll be like Jimmy Carter, I don't probably he's, think we will. But he, his faith is so important to him. Yeah, um, he, he is truly a, a remarkable human being. Even people that don't think much of his presidency uh, love him. Yes. Because he has been such an extraordinary post-president. Yes, and I think he's been reachable by the public. Uh, when he taught here, every Sunday that he taught, the guests were allowed to line up in an orderly fashion, and they could go stand with the Carters. We would take their camera and make a picture of them and hand it to them, and they move off to the side. Yeah. So not only did they get to hear a great Sunday school lesson and a wonderful worship service, they got a memento on their camera yeah. to take home to put with the memories in their heart. Yeah, what, what a treasure, what a treasure. Um, was it COVID that stopped that practice? No. Uh, President Carter had some falls. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, he was getting over his cancer, his mm -hmm. brain cancer. And uh, I always told him that I would never want him to teach if he wasn't 110% his yeah. best. Yeah. And he realized it was a little difficult. And he tried to teach a little bit longer, but then he knew it was time. And his yeah. last Sunday school lesson yeah. was on being ready to go to heaven. Uh, and I thought that was very ironic. That was the last, last yeah. lesson he taught. Yeah. Um, it, we, he's been around so long as uh, an aging president that uh, it's tempting to think he'll be around forever, but he'll be 98 soon, right? Yes, in October the 1st. Yeah, and um, I guess it's safe to say he won't be around forever. Uh, I don't know. I don't think the Lord's through with him quite <laughs> yeah. yet. We He's really not. cute because not. he'll pick out things that he wants to, to live to see, like their wedding anniversary they had last month, and now his birthday, and then, you know, he has grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and uh, he, he still affects a lot of people's yeah. lives. Does he ever attend church? Yes, now that he, doesn't... he does. Uh, occasionally, it's tough on him. Yeah. Uh, it's, especially in the summertime, it's hot. Yeah. 
and then we do still have COVID in our area and we don't want to be the ones to make him oh my sick. Gosh. Right. Yeah. And so he watches at home. We broadcast our uh, Sunday school and our church service. So he gets to watch it at home. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. It, it is so remarkable to think of a former president so sufficiently humble that he would uh, do that. It, it, do, you, do you see humility as being one of his distinctive features, or is that uh, not a word that comes to mind? No, humility, certainly. Um, he had a wonderful example in his mother. She was a giving person, being a registered mm -hmm. nurse, and back in the 30s, she gave to people out in the country and people that she was nursing for her last dime or food mm -hmm. or whatever. It didn't matter what color they were. Well, of course, President Carter taught Sunday school before he went into the presidency, and we all saw how during the inauguration he incorporated so much of his religion and belief into that. And then from his books, uh, he is a very humble person. He doesn't like for you to give him any praise. He's expressed that to many times because I get to see the effect he has on other people when he was teaching, and I would want to mm -hmm. tell him a little story. And he'd say, Jan, you know, I don't want to hear any praise. I said, you have no idea, really, what you mean to people who either come here or read your books or hear you speak or just watch your lifestyle. You just don't have a clue, but yeah. I see it from the sidelines. Yeah. Tell us about one of your favorite experiences with President Carter. Mm, oh, golly, there's so many. Um, oh, my. Uh, well, a cute thing that happened to me one day, and President Carter loved this little story. I do tours of planes, and I stepped on a school bus, and this little boy in the back of the bus, which probably meant he was a troublemaker, <laughs> he stood up and he said, Ma'am, are you Jimmy Carter's mother? <laughs> and I said, that wasn't nice. no, I'm not. And I looked at the teacher and I said, they've not studied, have they? You know, and I was a former teacher. I taught Amy in the fourth grade here oh, really? and traveled with her and went to the White House and went through their inauguration with Amy. And so <laughs> when I got to church on Sunday, uh, following that little incident, I said to Mr. Jimmy, Mr. Jimmy, you know, I believe what this little boy said to me. I, you want to know if I was your mother? And he looked at me and kind of looked down, looked back up. He said, you must not have looked good that day, Jan. <laughs> well, I didn't think that was very funny, but the Secret Service thought it was very funny, you know. Uh -huh. But he told me the next Sunday, since I didn't have a funny story to tell him that I must be looking better now. So. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a dry sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, he always wants to know what's going on in your life and with your children and your grandchildren. Because my children, I have two, George and I do, have been so blessed to have grown up knowing a president from the time they yeah. were born to today. Yeah. And uh, it's a remarkable town to live in with a lot of history that's still going on. Yeah, it, it, it is amazing. And uh, Plains has a population of what, 600 or something? a little over 700 now, yeah. on a good day, yeah. on a good day. And uh, it is just a tiny little town. It is, uh, it is. And it is interesting that uh, the president wanted to come back. Well, I asked him when he won, because to tell you the honest truth, and Mr. Jimmy, you know this, I was surprised when he won. I really was. He 
took him twice to be governor. So you think yeah. you're going to win? But, but anyway, he was what our world needed, our country. And so um, we uh, have laughed about that. But he is the only president you can go to one town and really see the beginning of his life, through his life, and then, of course, the end of his life will end here also. Yeah. And that's really neat for tourists that they can travel to one destination. Yeah, it, it's such a remarkable town. I, I uh, when I visited Atlanta in the in the library years ago, um, you know, it's a it's an impressive library, it is. It and is that's wonderful. where all of that sort of official stuff right. is. But but it's amazing now to visit Plains and see. Well, and you know, with the library and the Carter Center. Um, He's still helping people all over the world. There we have at the Carter Center what's called Carter Interns. They come from Emory and they serve the Carter Center for a semester and they're chosen. It's quite competitive. And they were just in town about a month ago to look at planes so they get a better feel of where he came to from. But uh, when he did win, I did ask him, what are your plans after you're no longer the president? And he said, I'll come back to Plains, that's home. And I said, I'll hold you to that. Yeah. And he certainly did. One of his books uh, I read, he talks about uh, the disappointment of not winning re-election. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was bad. And he, he thought about running again. Um, it sounds like you were pretty close to him. Were, were you with him in those months after Nobody was really with him. Mrs. Carter was the most devastated. She took it personally that people voted against her husband. And of course the incident with the hostages kind of brought, took us all down. Uh, he started immediately wanting to work on the Carter Center. And so he was, he got busy out trying to meet important people and raise money and she just kind of stayed at home. So, uh, but we knew how he felt. We were sad too. And I think an ironic thing from above was that when he came home after the inauguration in Washington and he was no longer the president, and when he landed here in Plains and, Air, and Marine One, the clouds opened up and it flooded rain. And I took that as a sign from above that maybe even heaven was crying that he wasn't going to be our president again. I really did, I took that as a great symbol. Yeah. That's a remarkable story. Thank you. As you think about your experience with Jimmy Carter over a long time, mm -hmm. you knew him before he was president. Um, what superpower would you say you have learned from President Jimmy Carter? <laughs> well, having the wonderful honor of being able to attend his Sunday school classes. And it was fun to go places and say, you know, I go to Sunday school and President Carter's my Sunday school teacher and people were just kind of, and then they'd look back and say, you're kidding me. And I said, no, he teaches me every Sunday he's at home. Yeah. From one of his lessons, I guess the greatest thing that I carry with me today and try to use it in all my life and share with my children and other people is, when he spoke one Sunday, he said, 
if everybody would be kind and giving to the person in front of them, if we all did that, wouldn't we have a better world? And that is true. Doesn't matter what you look like or where you come from or whether you have anything or not. Just be kind and loving to the person in front of you. And here in Plains, I have found out that people are just amazed. Sometimes if you do something for somebody without being asked, you know. Uh, I know my Sunday school teacher now is Kim Fuller, who is his niece. And she said the other day she was in a store and a lady in front of her didn't have enough money to pay for her groceries. And Kim said, I'll pay for them. My Sunday school teacher lives the life like her uncle does. And the lady said, ma'am, it's 40 something dollars. She said, I don't care how much it is. You have children, I will pay for your food. And I've done that many times here in Plains. Or I see somebody who I know is having a hard time making ends meet. And we have a lot of people like that in Plains. You know, and I just might put a little bill in their hand and say, use it wisely and pass it on, you know. Yeah. So every time that we had over 600 people on most Sundays to come in here and teach, that's a lot of people to look at and try to smile yeah. <laughs> and be loving when they're all wanting the same seat in the same, on the same pew. And can I have five minutes of his time because I, I think I'm related and all this kind of yeah. stuff. You know, and you have to be firm and say that's just not possible. Well, then they think, why not? And I'll say, well, everybody else would like that same few minutes. We'll be here till next week, <laughs> yeah. you know. And um, there was just so much of him that we couldn't share with the world. But when I had people come here to Maranatha, many of them said, am I going to get a picture with him? Well, I knew that was at the top of the list. Yeah. Okay? If, he, if he desires to, he'll make pictures. Okay. But then I had so many people say, Jan, this is the first time I have ever been to church. Being a Southern girl, growing up as a Methodist, just like Miss Rosalind did, and then marrying a wonderful Baptist, just like she did, I can't imagine not going to church. Yeah. And then uh, praying hard before he began to, to teach, please speak to those here today who really need your message today. Because he gave a message every Sunday. I mean, I have notebooks full of notes from his teaching. He's yeah. phenomenal. He knows the Bible. And he not only was teaching just small Christians like me, but he was teaching professors, other pastors, dignitaries, uh, important people <laughs> in the news. And it didn't affect him. Just did yeah. not affect him because he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. As you think about that superpower you described of learning from him, that kindness, can you think of a time when you saw him manifest that in a specific instance? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this. I had a group of people here one Sunday, and this lady, they came on a bus, a tour bus. She said, my little sweet man who has a cane has cancer, and he doesn't have long to live, but this was a lifelong dream. And he was in the Navy. The, he got out the year before Mr. Jimmy did, but their paths didn't cross. And she said, is there any way 
any way that he, President Carter could just speak to him. Well, there's one request out of 600 more, you know. I said, let me think about it and I'll see if I feel led. I don't ask him, never did, never will ask him to do favors. But I went to him and I said, President Carter, there's a man out here who is in the Navy and he's dying of cancer and this is probably his last trip and this is what he wanted to do. I said, if you feel led from above, would you just step over and speak to him before you start your class? And he kind of looked at me. He said, this really means something to you, doesn't it? I said, I'm asking from the bottom of my heart. And I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll stand by the little man where he's sitting because he's on the front row. And if you feel led, you come over to that little man. He said, okay. Well, he, every time he came in, he told everybody good morning. And he'd say, do we have any visitors? Huh. <laughs> you know, church full. And he did some other things and I'm just standing there, you know, kind of looking at him thinking, have you forgotten what I asked you to do? And all of a sudden somebody coughed over where I was standing and he looked over where and he remembered. (laughs) And he said, if everybody will wait just a minute, I have something special I want to do this morning. So he walked over to the little man and knelt down in front of him and held his hands and said, I understand you're kind of sick, and the little man was crying. He said, I just want you to know I thank you for your service to my country, and that when you go back home today, you'll know that Rosalind and I are praying for you. And then he got up and went back and started the lesson. Well, of course, a lot of people didn't know what he was doing, but as soon as he finished teaching, I explained to everybody what he had done, and then they all wept, you know. The lady that brought him to Plains told me that within two weeks he passed away. But he told everybody about what President Carter did special for him. (laughs) You know, you can't find many people of higher up power to do that. So if you're thinking about being more like Jimmy Carter and you're telling other people to be more like Jimmy, to be kind, like he suggests, what would you tell them to do to really you know, be more like Jimmy? Well, first of all, I'd say you need to uh, find a church. Churches are so much needed and we're all going down in enrollment. Find a church, study your Bible, see what Jesus did and, don't, and look and see if you see Jimmy Carter trying to be like Jesus. And you can pattern your life a lot around a lot of great people in our country and in our world. But there's no finer person to look at his life. Even from when he was a little boy, he didn't like the uh, separation of color on the train, mm-hmm. uh, in school. Uh, and you know, he, uh, and he'll, he has said many times, and I think this is something the world needs to think about, the most segregated Sunday, the most segregated day in the world, in the uh, week is Sunday, and that is true. But I know that my wonderful black friends worship different than I do, and so we're happy. It's not like, but yet we're still there in planes for each mm-hmm. other. I can assure you of that. Um, so I think I would just tell them that if you've missed out on church, going to church, it's not too late. And God can forgive anything that you have ever done in your life. He is that kind of father. And that's how 
I think Jimmy Carter looks at Jesus and God and the Trinity all the time is that's his father and he's so blessed. Talking about people coming to see Mr. Jimmy, I wanted to say something about this. Oh yeah, please. (laughs) When President Carter joined our church in 1981, he asked me what would I like for him to make because he's a woodworker. And I said, oh, I'd love for you to make some beautiful collection plates. So this is Philippine mahogany and he did all the woodworking on it. Mrs. Carter put in the felt. And so I said, now you've got to sign it somewhere. So on the bottom of the plate, he put a JC. Well, one Sunday we were coming into church, my husband and I and these tourists were coming out the door and they didn't know whether we were tourists or not. And they said, Jimmy Carter's not gonna be here today. So if you don't wanna stay, we just thought we'd tell you. My husband said, well, you know something? That JC may not be here today, but that JC is here every Sunday. Yeah. So, you know, even his initials That's right. we can use That's right. to remind people of his strong belief. Sure. Now, um, I'm so grateful that you would take the time to, to visit. You're so family. welcome. And you know, my husband said, what's he doing this for? I said, honey, I didn't know. I don't know. But he contacted Zach. Zach said he thought it was all right. And I said, you know, I feel like if somebody still wants to talk about Jimmy Carter, we need to talk about Jimmy Carter. We haven't talked about him in a long time. It's like he's just not here. Yeah. He's but a treasure. He's still here. He's a treasure. Right. We don't want to hide him. We want to keep him where people yeah, can see yeah. him. So uh, take, take a minute mm-hmm. and tell people how to find Maranatha Baptist Church and come visit. Okay. Uh, we have a website. We are getting ready to change. It's called MaranathaBaptistChurch.org. And there's several Maranathas now. It means Our Lord Cometh, and that's why we named it Maranatha. And uh, you can look on uh, the web and find our website, and we meet every Sunday. We have Sunday school at 10 and worship at 11. Sometimes the Carters show up, sometimes they don't. But whether they're here or not, you can at least sit in the same sanctuary that he once taught in. And we'll show you where he used to sit. And some people just love to sit there and just kind of wiggle and maybe get (laughs) something, you know, through the pew, I guess. And the members here are thrilled to talk to people about what it used to be like. But also, we know um, that when his life is over, this will be the final service for him, we'll be here. So we're trying to prepare ourselves for that. I don't know how you prepare because it's going to be um, a happy day that he's not gonna be old, and but it's gonna be a sad day because we can't reach out to him. And it's, um, but you know, we know that he's done a good life He's lived the life he should have lived. And when God's ready for him, he'll call him home. He will. So we'd love to have anybody come and worship with us. We're open to everybody. Fantastic. Well, Jan, thank you. It's been a joy to meet you. (laughs) Thank you. We wish you every success and the great service you do here. Thank you. uh, Thank you again for your time. Thank you so very much. You were excellent. (laughs) Appreciate it. Uh, Let's do some good. Okay, let's do some good, right? Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, 
we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and erase. Zach Steele, today's guest, is the youngest deacon at Maranatha Baptist Church, where President Jimmy Carter famously taught Sunday school regularly for decades. One of his duties is to visit the Carters each week to set up their video equipment to watch church services safely in their home. He'll share the superpower he learned from them. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good Show. Zach, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me. Absolutely, uh, glad to be here. I know you're busy, uh, but it's it was a thrill to join you for the worship service today here at uh, Maranatha Baptist Church and here in Plains. Uh, how long have you been a member? I've been going to church here about four years, um, a little bit less than a lot of the people here. I, I think yeah. um, I'm probably the either the youngest member or the second youngest member outside the uh, juvenile children of some people. So, wow, I'm youngest wow. by quite some time. Yeah, and. Uh, you are serving as a deacon in the church, right? I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what does that duty involve? Uh, good question. Probably anything, um, you know, those job descriptions or any duties as a sign. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it takes a lot of stuff. Um, it can be um, looking at church budgets. It can be getting here at 930, making sure the facility is ready to go all the way down to uh, serving as a, a, a personal assistant to President Carter on Sundays when he's in attendance or, or maybe even going to his house to, to make sure his church is set up. Now, it seems to me even this morning you did that. You ran over to his house to make sure that he was set up to watch the services from home. Is yep, that right? I did. That's why I couldn't take the 9 o'clock appointment <laughs> with you guys this morning. Because um, So when he, he's not scheduled to attend, um, I usually go to his house and, and check on uh, President and Mrs. Carter, uh, take him some bulletins um, and make sure that their church is where they can live stream. Because obviously... Um, in the post-pandemic world and coming out, um, you know, in the elderly age, you know, he's fixing to be 98 uh, coming up right. this year. It should be 95 uh, just in a few weeks. Um, so they don't get out that often, but right. it's, it's uh, our church duties to make sure that they get the same um, level that anybody else can get. Oh, that's great. And um, so this morning when you went, did mm-hmm. you see them? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, talk to them? Yeah. And how are they doing this morning? Same old toothy grand that Mr. Carter's been giving for years to come, you know, and it's a He's got the long old fingers and he always waves and uh, good morning, Zach. And, and so we take his TV and, you know, and he's, he's still a bit dazed sometimes in the morning, but um, he, he loves to see his people from church, loves to talk about church. Um, usually it takes me a few minutes to get it set up. So we're talking church and that conversation usually yeah. slides on to some Braves baseball while we're trying to get the church ready. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. so uh, you have had some interesting opportunities to get to know mm-hmm. uh, former President Jimmy Carter. What is a superpower you have learned from Jimmy Carter? Probably the way he t- uh, treats human beings, you know. But before um, I got the opportunity to meet him, and it's kind of a funny story, was um, three or four years ago I was teaching for the State Fire Academy um, as, a, as a fire instructor. So they sent me to America's Georgia to teach a class. 
and all behold, you know, everybody sees the tourist attraction of going to see Jimmy Carter's Sunday school. So I thought, you know, I got to do it. In the back of my mind, I'd seen it. You know, I grew up in Northwest Georgia, so yeah. not in this vicinity, but um, I got to take it up. So I was teaching that class Sunday, or excuse me, Monday through Friday. So I came down early Saturday night, got a room, stayed, came over and watched, and then, of course, taught, and then uh, stayed in, in, in close interaction with, with Jan, who you spoke to this morning. And so um, at the time, and Tony Loudon was the preacher here, and we had a good rapport so i kept coming back kept coming back and uh the superpower in my opinion is what you see in the news media a lot of times you can subtract a lot about people um i don't get that with president mrs carter i mean when when you get that and you think all right well i'm gonna go watch it one time and then a couple other times you know i may just drive down here and you get to know them you don't have to wait in the line of 500 600 700 people i mean these parking lots were a madhouse yeah. It was absolutely insane to see some of the crowds that come in there. People from all over the world, not just the United States. Yeah. But um, So when you could get in and you didn't have to wait in line, maybe I would come back a little more because they were trying to get you to, you know, they knew you lived close. So um, all of a sudden started coming back. But um, the superpower to me is where you take the media and then everybody's usually below that. I, I don't think the media and the public perception of President Mrs. Carter is truly um, given to what it, they really are as people. Um, it was completely resolute. Um, they're they're so invested in this community. They're so invested in others. Um, I've got a cell phone right here with a message on it. I've got my birthday from a voicemail from both of them during the pandemic, where they couldn't get out and visit. But you know, I've got a you know happy birthday Zach calling, thinking about you, letting you know. Um, that's just true of the kind of people they are. Because wow. you know, at, at the time I, I'm 36 years old, so probably 34. I think the year that happened, you know. Here's some kid from Ringgold, Georgia, originally, um, you know, yeah. getting voicemails from. And, but that's that's who they are as people, and um, you know, they see you see the the work they do as hum, humanitarians. But yeah. you know, there's a lot more to them than what people really give credit for. So, we we do know uh, uh, President Carter as the humanitarian, right? Mm -hmm. We see him with the Habitat for Humanity, especially, sure. but he's been doing that for 50 years. Um, how does that how do you see that manifest on the personal interactions? Uh, you talked about the, the birthday greeting. Uh, what are some other examples of, of him being kind of that who you'd want to see, right? Uh, given what we think of him as the great humanitarian. You see all that, but there's so much that, you know, like I talked about, that you don't see. Um, and as a, a guy who taught at the, the State Georgia Fire Academy for quite some time, we hosted another class right down here in Plains one day, and we got to sit and talk in a church one day. And he was like, I, you know, yeah, I'd love to see that. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, he's, he's yeah. giving me that lip service of, of what they do. And uh, lo and behold, uh, Mike Swangler, his special agent in charge, uh, Secret Service, that, that Saturday calls me at 4, 4.30 and says, um, he's, I just talked to him. He said, don't start. We'll be there at 545. And that's the kind of thing, you know, if he tells you he's going to do something and he really care, I mean, he cares about a combination fire department of paid and volunteer people out here training in his community. And it's important in his latter years to be able to come out and see that. And so as somebody who hasn't got to spend as much time as, you know, the Jam Williams, the George Williams, the people like yeah. that around them, um, they've seen, um, so many episodes over the years and I'm seeing it in the latter yeah. years, but um, but he's still doing it. Still doing it. And, and, you know, sometimes he can't get out of the car, but it's important yeah. for him to be there, and that's what means the most. So yeah. you, you just see so many good examples of it. And um, one Sunday I had the opportunity to teach Sunday school here. Um, Kim Fuller, his niece, teaches quite a bit of the Sunday school. And, and then Brian, um, who you saw this morning, teaches yeah. a little bit of it. 
Um, and every now and again, I'll jump in and do one every six months or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was here one Sunday when that happened, and my family had the opportunity to sit with him, my, my parents, sister and nieces, and um, just the class and character that he showed them. Just, I mean, you, you, it's just incredible what you really yeah. see. So, just a genuine human being. Good absolutely, guy. absolutely. Um, what is a? How would you coach someone to emulate Jimmy Carr? Well, that's a tough question. I don't. Um, you know, he's a. He's, I think we're all unique in our own ways, and. Um, we're all quick to judge people and try to measure ourselves against people and, you know, to have somebody who's that cares about people that he's never met, whether it be, you know, citizens of the United States or um, so many other countries that he spent so much time working in and, you know, the Guinea Worm Project, you know, getting these elections in other countries, um, you know, and, and spending so much time with him on Sunday mornings and, and visiting every Sunday morning. One of the things, obviously, I'm privy to do that a lot of people aren't is, is to make relationships with some of his secret service guys. And, and one of them, I've been with him for 22 years and has been to 105 different countries because of President Carter. So wow. um, if you think that it's just happening in America or maybe like the Guinea Worm Project or the elections in one or two, it's a lot bigger than what it is. And, and you know, the, the question of how to emulate that, I don't know. Yeah. Because, um, and, and it's nothing for them back in his traveling days to make an eight or nine country trip on one swing and just to serve people, whether it be, you know, we're getting out and we're we're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ or we're getting out and, you know, trying to make these fair democratic elections. We're trying to get out and eradicate diseases and stuff like that. I mean, who does that stuff anymore? It's just absolutely unheard of. So, and you know, it's a different generation of people too. Um, Work ethic for people like that's impeccable compared to, you know, some of the generations we're seeing now in the millennials. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I really, really appreciate you taking the time, Zach, to visit. Uh, before we wrap up, maybe you could just take a minute and tell folks how they can learn more about Maranatha Baptist Church here in Plains. Sure. You know, um, obviously our Facebook page is our primary, um, I hate to use the word marketing, but that's how we get the word out. Um, we have um, all our services are live streamed on there. Um, we love having visitors here. Um, obviously, um, in the post-pandemic world, and as the Carters get a little bit older, um, we see them very rare anymore, so we get a lot of questions of, of when's President Carter teaching again. Yeah. Um, November the 3rd of 2019 was the last time we saw it. I don't think we're going to see it again in the future, um, but um, we still love to talk about it. You know, people come in and, and how can we talk about it? And it's a prime example of, you know, reaching out to you through email. Is, you know, if we can keep on talking about what he did to put Christ on display, we're absolutely going to take the time to do that. So. Yeah. Look us up. Um, we're always live streaming. We always love to have visitors here. So yeah, Fantastic. Absolutely. Well, Zach, thank you very, Absolutely. very much. Yes, sir. Let's do some good. Let's do it. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers number four good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now keep using your superpowers for good. Together we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.